Welcome to the Early Retirement Show. If you are a longtime listener, thank you. And if you are new to the show, as a reminder, this show is dedicated to helping you retire early, otherwise known as the show dedicated to helping you understand what you have to do to be in a position where you are financially free, where work is now optional. So whether you are a few years out from retirement and you just want to know everything to prepare for that big date, or you're new in your journey and you want to get a head start on maximizing what you've worked so hard for throughout your life, this is the show for you. So we discuss everything from investments to taxes to insurance and everything that comes in between. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome back to the show, the Early Retirement Podcast, and I am your host, Ari Taubleib. As a reminder, before we get into today's episode on Roth conversions, which is a very exciting topic and a way to save hundreds of thousands over your lifetime, I want to start by saying that the website has changed. So if you want to submit a question to be answered in a future episode or to be considered, that website is earlyretirementpodcast.com. That is earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's where you can submit your question, and I will look to answer it in a future episode. So thank you for all of those who have submitted questions. That is helpful. That is how the show is best run because I just make podcasts off what I think is most helpful. But when you submit a question, like today, specifically around how do Roth conversions work and how should I think about them, well, then I can best help you. So happy to do that, and we're going to hop right in. Um, And I lied. We're not hopping right in. Before we do... um, As a reminder, everything that I talk about today, also on YouTube in video format if you prefer that. So now let's hop right in. Uh, I promise no more lying. So today's topic is about Roth conversions. Now, the first thing is, is what are Roth conversions? What are the pros and cons? And how does that impact your individual situation? So I like to start by taking that step back and then getting into an example so you can understand how people best use them. So what is a Roth conversion? Well, Let's start with understanding what is Roth and what is not Roth, also known as pre-tax money. So Roth, or after-tax dollars, that is dollars that is tax-free forever. So anything in a Roth account right now, which is after-tax, it is tax-free forever. You don't have to worry about it ever again being taxed. So if you had $100,000 and it grew to a million dollars and it's in an after-tax or Roth account, that's amazing because it's truly a million dollars when you pull it out. Now, take that same example, but assume you've been contributing to a 401k for your entire career and you had, call it $10,000, you were just starting out, and now it's worth a million dollars. It's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing that you've been saving and investing well, but now you've got a million dollars and you could look at that and say, that's awesome. I've done a great job. But depending on your income and depending if there's a pension or Social Security or all of these other income sources, well, at that point, you might be taxed at a higher rate. In fact, you will be taxed at a higher rate depending on a few other factors. And so you want to be very strategic about that. So how can you be strategic with that? Well, what you can do is be very intentional. And what I like to start with is an example. And here's the example I like to use. Let's assume you go to a tax preparer. And by the way, I use a tax preparer. They're awesome and very helpful for many reasons. But think about it like this. If you go to a tax preparer, and let's assume that you make $100,000 of income and you contribute $20,000 to a 401k. Well, the tax preparer is going to say, I did a great job. I saved my client $20,000, otherwise really known as. It's not saving $20,000. It is assuming with that same example that you are paying $80,000 instead of on the $100,000 
meaning the $20,000 you contributed, you now owe taxes on $80,000, that is the new taxable income, as opposed to 100,000 because you contributed to your 401k. And so you could look at that and say, that's amazing, I, I deducted it and I paid less in taxes, and that's awesome. Or you could look at it and say, you know what, what if there's a Roth 401k option? Well, what that means is if you do that same $20,000 and you make $100,000, you go file your taxes, well, you don't get any deduction today. That $20,000 does not save you any amount in taxes. But what it does is it goes into a Roth after-tax account, meaning you never pay taxes on that money ever again. And so it's not which one is, is better or worse. There's more to look into it. But it's to get you thinking that with tax planning, which is the the root of what we're discussing today, it's not just about how can you save the most in taxes today, but how can you save the most in taxes over the course of your lifetime? And so when we're specifically looking at Roth conversions, like in today's episode, let's start with an example. Let's assume you have $2.6 million in an IRA. You've saved and invested really, really well over the course of your lifetime. Maybe it's in a 401k, maybe it's a SEP IRA, whatever it is, you've saved and invested really well. So you've got $2.6 million and you're 59 years old. So now let's assume that you retire and you, you move that, no taxes, no penalties into an IRA, as long as you do it within 60 days. And now you're age 59, you've got $2.6 million. And let's assume that you're going to start wanting to withdraw on that money at age 72. Now, I choose age 72 because that's when required minimum distributions begin, when you're going to start having to take out a portion of your portfolio, whether you want to or not. And let me just stop there and say, if you're listening to this episode and you're saying, hey, Ari, I'm not even close to age 72. I'm not even thinking about that. No problem at all. This is still helpful because you're thinking about how to save taxes over your lifetime. And on the contrary, if you're listening to this saying, hey, Ari, I already retired or I'm a few years out from retirement, well, then this is also applicable because it's how can you minimize taxes over the course of your lifetime. So let's hop right back into the example. 2.6 million in an IRA. Now let's assume a 6% growth rate. I could have choose any rate here, but 6% is a good starting place. So if we choose that rate, now let's assume you have 2.6 million and you don't wanna withdraw on this money until age 72. Well now, from age 59 to 72, if you get 6% return year over year, an average, once again, not 6% every single year, but an average, well, you, that 2.6 million would grow to 5.6 million. And so what that means is you now have $3 million of growth, which is which is great. We don't want to say that that's bad. It's not bad. But could we do better? Let's look into it. That $3 million of growth from the 2.6 million to the 5.6 million, well, that is fully taxable. And so now, if you were to say, hey, you want to take out a per percent of your portfolio, it's age 72, and let's say you have that $5.6 million, you're gonna be required to pull out just about $215,000 per year, and that's just, that's just the first year. It goes up year after year, and so what it's doing is it's pushing you into a higher tax bracket. So you're going to say, you know what, I saved a ton in taxes over my lifetime, but now you're gonna owe a whole bunch in taxes, maybe even more, then when you were working, and you might say, that is just crazy, how could that be? Well, 
that's just the reality of when you're you're investing in pre-tax accounts. It's not bad. It's just the IRS wants their money too. And so what you want to do is look into Roth conversions if this sounds like you, or if you're saying, you know what, I want to avoid taxes later in my life. How can I do that? Here's a great way to think about it. Contribute to Roth or after-tax accounts, but don't do it if you're call it if you're if you're making more than five hundred thousand dollars. You're in the, the very, very high tax bracket. Well, by doing that, what you're doing is locking in tax brackets today. Well, that might not be most efficient if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future. So it's this tax game we're playing, this tax arbitrage of what makes most sense based off of where you are today, where you think you'll be in the future, and where you think you'll be when you retire. So a lot of moving pieces here, but here's why I like Roth IRAs. Number one, they do not have required minimum distributions. You do not have to take out a set amount each year. Number two, Roth IRAs, they grow tax-free forever. And Roth IRAs number three, and this is for those closer to retirement, they don't impact IRMA surcharges, which is premiums for Medicare. So the higher your income, the higher your surcharges on Medicare taxes will be. And Roth IRAs don't count against that, whereas IRAs do. So a common question here, you might be thinking, should I do this? Ari, should I do a Roth conversion? The answer is no, not everyone should do this. They, they can be an amazing tool to decrease your future tax bill, but it depends on your individual situation because if you do it incorrectly, you end up paying more in taxes and defeating the whole purchase. So number one, when should you begin considering them? Number one is when income is low. If you know you're going to be in a higher tax bracket in the future, if you know you're going to be making more money or really just be in a higher tax bracket for any reason, a Roth account might be the best bet today. It most likely will be. Um... But think about it like this. Think about converting a piece of your IRA into your Roth IRA to lock in that lower tax bracket. Let's assume you retire at age 55 and you don't want to start pulling funds until age 70. Well, that's amazing. And, and maybe you're saying, hey, Ari, that's unrealistic based on my moving pieces of my portfolio and what I've got from income. We can talk about that in, in more detail. But the example and the premise still stands. And what that is saying is that from age 55 to 70, this example, if there was no income, you could look at that and say, that's amazing. I've paid taxes my entire life and I never want to pay taxes again. And you could take advantage of those years, but later you're going to be hit with a big tax bill. Or you could say, should I be strategic and intentional and pay taxes intentionally at lower rates to minimize my taxes over time and in retirement? So that's where Roth conversions really come into play. Here's another example to illustrate this. Let's assume you have $500,000 and it's in an IRA. Now let's assume it's invested in the S&P 500 index fund, which historically has done 10% over time. And let's assume um, that you want to convert 50000 a year from your IRA to your Roth IRA over the next five years. Well, that $50,000 per year, that represents 10% of the account balance. So $50,000 a year is 10% of $500,000, which is your total IRA balance in this example. So in year one, if you do that, you now have 10% in your Roth IRA and 90% in your IRA because we did a conversion. We moved 10%. $50,000 into your Roth IRA. So 90% is still in your traditional IRA. So now 10% of the growth is happening in your Roth IRA, your after-tax account. 90% of the growth is in your IRA, your pre-tax account. But now let's assume the market drops. Market does a big downturn and the market drops 50%. Well, what has happened? Well, in your IRA, you had $500,000 
it lost 50%. Now you have $250,000. When the market is significantly down, it can be a great time to convert funds from your Roth IRA, from your IRA to your Roth IRA. So if you were to convert that same $50,000 in this example in year one, well, instead of that representing 10%, it now represents 20%. So as the market recovers, 20% of the growth instead of 10%, that's now happening in your Roth IRA, that after-tax account. So uh, when you're looking at Roth conversions, market downturns can be a great opportunity. Many people look at it who are close to retirement and say, oh, this is such a bummer. The market's going down and I need this money more than ever. I want to make sure I do not outlive my money. It is most people's greatest fear who come to me. And this is one of the best strategies when we're looking at that. Instead of just being on the sidelines saying, let's wait it out, which is oftentimes great advice and, and very worthwhile considering, it's can we be proactive and do other things along the way like Roth conversions. So one other great time to do Roth conversions is when there is tax deductions, if there's a specific year where there's a lot of them. Roth conversions be a great way to create income, and they pair best when you have a ton of deductions in any given year. Um, that is what I like to think about. Let's, though, transition to when should you not do a Roth conversions. So if you don't understand your net worth and future projected tax brackets and what your income will be, there's no perfect way to determine whether a Roth conversion or really anything discussed in this podcast is going to make most sense for you. But if you think taxes are going to be the same or lower in the future, Roth conversions may not make the most sense. For example, if you're in a high tax bracket today and you know you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future because you're retiring, Roth conversions likely won't make sense for you. But once again, you want to be strategic with it. And so what you want to look at is, is where are my taxes today? Where will I be? And does it make sense to implement these conversions to create more after-tax income in retirement? So what order should I do Roth conversions in? Well, if all Roth conversions begin be, belong to the same individual, meaning let's say you and your spouse are retired, well, it's going to make most sense to convert the most aggressive portfolios first because you want to leverage that growth in your Roth IRA. You want to make sure that Roth IRA is growing as much as possible. And so in terms of which spouse should do it first, the older spouse more often than not should convert their IRA as they're going to be faced to take forced to take those RMDs sooner than the younger spouse. So that's really the, the gist of it in terms of Roth conversions and giving you a basic overview of how they work, when do they make sense, when do they not make sense. Also think about if you are a few years out from retirement, are there other strategies, whether it's deductions, whether it's charitable giving, really whether it's adjusting your investments, insurance, estate planning, Social Security optimization. There is so many moving parts to this. Let me know if there's any particular component or topic you want outlined in a future episode. I love doing what I do, and it is best when I know exactly what would be helpful, and that's when you submit a question. As a reminder, all of this and more is on YouTube where you can watch the video format of this, and sometimes having that visual can be helpful. So thanks so much again. Please do um, like this, rate it, review it, all of that good stuff. It helps helps it grow. I really appreciate that. And if this is helpful for you, please share it with someone else who you think might find value. Thank you so much. And I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. And let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. 
So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. And I'll see y'all next week. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.